Welcome back to the Florida Travel Fanatics Podcast. I'm Clark. I'm Heather. And this is episode 40, How to Enjoy Hiking in Florida. But first, in this episode's Florida Travel News, Royal Caribbean's huge new ship, the Icon of the Seas, just arrived in Miami and it had a lot of fanfare. Local TV outlets and plenty of content creators have covered it really well. We searched YouTube and found two really good videos. There are creators on board the ship right now as we're recording this, and they're filming and uploading YouTube videos while they're on board. If you're a cruise geek, check them out. However, if you actually want to go on a cruise on the Icon, it's expensive. Within, in the next few months, a standard seven-day Caribbean cruise for Miami is $3,200 per person, and that's about twice what a normal cruise costs. And that's just before you've done an, an excursion, bought a drink, or anything else that costs money on a cruise. Clark was just looking at a cruise vacation for our own this summer, and it was $3,500 for two people in a balcony stateroom with several free upgrades. So keep that in mind if you want to get onto a new ship. Sometimes it's better to wait just a little bit. This winter in Florida has been wetter than usual due to a fairly strong El Nino weather pattern. If you're planning a winter trip to Florida and your schedule is flexible, check the weather forecast before you come. Lately, we've had an equal number of warm sunny days and warm and cool rainy days. But compared to the below zero temperatures in some parts of the U.S. this year, a cool rainy day in Florida isn't so bad. Another factor is that spring in Florida starts in February. Here in central Florida where we live, mid-February is the start of spring weather with blossoms, bees pollinating our orange blossoms in our backyard. The weather gets warm and dry and awesome once we're done with January and early February. Hopefully that's still the case this year with our stronger-than-normal El Nino patterns. In fact, today was warm this morning, kind of balmy, and then it started to rain and the temperature dropped, so it's really all over the map. It's not usually yeah, just a like dry day. Fifty at the end of the day with uh, gray skies. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for a different kind of vacation for your kids this summer, consider taking them to Camp KSC at Kennedy Space Center. It's a five-day science, technology, engineering, and math camp for kids for ages 7 to 16. It's only $695 for five days, which is about the same cost as taking them to Disney or Universal. It's 8 to 3 every day, which gives mom and dad some time to do whatever they want for a good part of the day. Play Linda and Apollo Beaches are on the Canaveral Seashore nearby, and you're not far from Titusville and one of our favorite breweries, Play Linda. Linda Brewing Company, and reasonably close to Cocoa Beach and New Smyrna Beach as well. It usually sells out very quickly. Depending on when you listen to this episode, the camp may already be sold out. The Emmy came out with the announcement a few days before they went on sale this week. And we actually put it out on our newsletter to those that are newsletter subscribers and gave them a little bit more advanced warning than we can do on our podcast. So join our newsletter if you have not yet. Uh, there's lots of information we put out there and some specific content uh, that we put in the newsletter that we don't put in our podcast. And anything that's timely, like a hurricane that just hit us or something happens or something like this, where there's two days notice of something that's this important, that's the kind of thing we send out of the newsletter in addition to some monthly uh, goodies. Um, if you missed the camp this year registration and would like to ha consider having your kids attend next year, definitely get on their mailing list so you don't miss it. Plus, you'll get some general announcements about launches and other activities at Kennedy. It's neat to see what they do there because Kennedy Space Center is a real great place, really great place as a traveler to, to come and enjoy it. So you want to see, you know, it's nice to see what they're doing there and the camp sells out very quickly. So that's a, that would be one of the best vacation things if somebody was saying, what's a great vacation to Florida? We've done Disney, we've done whatever. I'm like, take your kids to this camp. They'll have an amazing time. Could be a life-changing uh, experience. I mean, they're working at a, a real NASA space center, and then mom and dad get some time to themselves. That's when the vacation really starts. 
In this episode's Florida Travel Tips, if you suffer from hay fever allergies, most people do, including us, don't forget to bring your meds with you. We have pollen all winter long here in Florida, and this past week we actually had a high pollen alert, which was really surprising considering it's been kind of wet and cool, and the pollen is still there, the plants are still growing. We don't have a dormant plant season in Florida, so bring your, your favorite allergy meds, hay fever meds with you if you come. If you're looking for something different to do for Easter this year, our church here in Tampa is having an Easter Sunday service at Raymond James Stadium. We attend Grace Family Church with eight campuses around the Tampa Bay area. And so what they're doing, instead of having a service at each of the campuses, they're, everyone's meeting together. They're hoping to really just fill things up. We, we might have 15,000 people there, I think, probably. Uh, I would think it's so. good chance. Yeah. Tailgating starts at 8 a.m. We're going to be making breakfast and drinking coffee. The doors open at 9.30 a.m. and the service starts at 10.30 a.m. And we'll put a link in the episode notes. We just think this is a really fun thing to do, especially if you're visiting the area and you normally go to church somewhere in the United States or abroad. It's just kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah, you might be somebody who doesn't walk into a church building too often, but to go to a football stadium and go to Easter services is something that's pretty neat and tailgating before before church. You, you got to love that. And it's also a beautiful time of year. For you Florida residents, Disney has a pretty good deal on tickets now over the winter, uh, which is usually the slowest time of the year for them. A two-day ticket is $199, and a three-day ticket, this is the really good deal, is only $219. Tickets are normally $109 to $159 a day, depending on what time of year and how much demand there is. Right now, the normal day is $109, so maybe the two for $199 isn't a, isn't a great deal, but the three for $219 is a, is a terrific deal. Uh, winter's definitely the time to go to Disney, and it's a lot cooler and certainly much less crowded than in the summertime. If you like chocolate, who doesn't? There's a chocolate festival in the Coral Gables neighborhood of Miami this week, January 20th and 21st. The Fairchild Tropical Botanic, Botanical Gardens is having a festival of chocolate for only $25 a person. Their website says, join us for a two-day celebration of all things chocolate. Taste your way through chocolate confections, decadent desserts, and savory bites. Enjoy entertainment activities, classes, and demonstrations. You can indulge in chocolate pairings with wine and spirits that will unlock the flavors and delight your palate. I love that description. I was going to rewrite this and I thought that describes it pretty well. Let's just say that it, that's what their website says because it's a nice, it makes me want to go. I mean, sp- wine and spirits and savory bites and confections. That I sounds pretty that good for, 20, for $25. Of, I think that the majority of the people like chocolate. I like dark chocolate. Dark chocolate for the winter. White chocolate to me is not chocolate, which it really isn't. So we could get into the, the, the yeah the semantics of what chocolate semantics and I'm, I'm not a milk chocolate person, but I like white chocolate. But you, you know, dark, dark, the darker the better, Johnny for the win. Gotta love that. Moving on to our main topic in this episode, let's talk about how to enjoy hiking in Florida. When you think of places to go hiking, Florida is not the first place that comes to mind. It's probably the last place. But just like uh, mountain biking, there are dozens of great places to hike in Florida. So let's get into it. So full disclosure, we're usually more likely to go bike riding or kayaking than we are to go hike, actually go out and go hiking. Doing research for this episode has inspired us to get out and hike ourselves. We enjoy walking a bit, but we typically just walk around our neighborhood. So we've just decided to get out and hit the trail. And we and have. In our car. We have. So we've been out. We've, we've used some of the guides we're going to talk about. And we've been out going hiking and, and really enjoying it. 
It's helped that we've discovered an amazingly useful website, wait for it, called FloridaHikes.com. It's managed by authors Sandra Friend and John Keatley. Sandra's a true expert on Florida hiking, and John is more knowledgeable about, about bicycling and paddling, which is also listed on their site. They have a list of places to hike around the state, but the best part is an, best part of it is an interactive map, which we found is very handy. We use it to find some hikes right near our house. Uh, one was a park where we had kayaked before, but we didn't know they had a nice trail around the lake. Their website has information on scenic hikes, dog-friendly hikes, hikes for kids, hikes in national and state parks, and my favorite is uh, they have a section on loop trails. So we're not big on the idea of out hiking out and back along the same trail. We'd rather hike a loop, and the guide lets you know how long it is so you don't end up on a seven-mile loop trail when you're looking for, looking for one that's really three miles long. They also have a section on the Florida Trail, uh, which has lots and lots of great advice on doing specific areas uh, of that trail. Another excellent website for hiking information is alltrails.com, which has trails listed all over the country, not just Florida. It has some great information and an interactive map just like floridahikes.com. To give you an idea of how many places there are in Florida to hike, alltrails.com lists 2,443 hiking trails in Florida. The site lets you search by trail difficulty level, length of the trail, if it's dog-friendly, if it's kid-friendly, if it's paved or partially paved, and other factors. They also have an app you can buy for your phone. It's $40 a year to subscribe, but if you hike regularly, it's worth it. It's probably not a surprise that winter is the best time to hike in Florida. The trails are generally dry, there's not many bugs around, and usually it's sunny and a nice temperature. You can certainly hike in the summer months, but depending on how well you tolerate heat and bugs, if you're going to hike in the summer, make sure you bring bug spray. You'll need it. Hiking in the early morning would definitely be better than the heat of the day. A lot of the trails, though, do have some kind of cover, cover shade, canopy mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, if you if you don't mind heat, it's not a terrible time to hike. One of the big surprises for most people is there is an official 1,400-mile Florida trail, much like the Appalachian Trail. You can choose sections of the trail for a day hike, a weekend, or a week-long hiking getaway. Hiking the entire trail takes two to three months. We'll put a link to an online guide for the trail from the USDA Forest Service in the episode notes. The guide begins with an excellent summary of what the trail is all about, and we didn't paraphrase this. I'm just going to read it because it's really good. From the world's only Everglades to sparkling white quartz dunes of the Florida Panhandle, the Sunshine State hosts an incredible diversity of habitats, haunting forest of dwarf cypress, tangled thickets of saw palmettos, open prairies bursting with wildflowers, and deep ravines lined with mountain laurel and rhododendron. The Florida Trail enables hikers to explore landscapes unlike any other trail in the nation. In 1983, the U.S. Congress designated the Florida Trail as part of the National Trail System, making it one of only eight national scenic trails. It's the only national scenic trail where hikers can enjoy both subtropical and temperate ecosystems year-round and is fully blazed from end to end. And blazing means that a trail is marked, making it easy to follow. We um, recently did a hike, or I guess it was probably last year, and we it was not a loop. And we got there a little later than we thought. And by the time we were ready to come out, it was getting a little dark. It was a little, I was a little freaked out. out So make sure you know where you're hiking, you know how far in, how far out, how much time you have, especially during these winter months. The interesting thing doing research for this, I, d- I had no idea that we did, we had no idea there was a Florida trail. And the entire time we've lived here, we've never heard anybody talk about it. This is definitely one of those 
best kept secrets of Florida. Now, if you're a hiker, you probably already already know about it. And of course, almost everyone knows about the Appalachian Trail, uh, but it's a it's a it's over the whole state. So, and it's interesting. It's in various kinds of land management areas and can be very different in a good way from section to section to section. Well, so many of the hikes we've taken, you can go, you're going through sandy areas and sandy trails, and there are pine trees and uh, palmettos. Palm, palmettos and palm trees and you walk around a corner and you're in this open marshy area. And a lot of times there will be a boardwalk that connects different places. And that's just really nice. You're, you can really have a great hike without being up to your knees in like mud yeah, or and a lot muck. Of, and a lot of variety to your point, Heather, even in, in a short area. That's one of the nice things about it. The two authors, John and Sandy, we mentioned earlier, publish a really nice book called The Florida Trail Guide, which is a guide to the Florida Trail for only $20. It includes information on thousands of trail services along the trail, from motels and campgrounds to restaurants and convenience stores. It's got maps for 63 towns along the trail route to show the locations of these services, which is really important when you're on foot. They regularly publish updated versions, and the most current one is from 2021, and that's the fourth edition, and it's only available on their website. Amazon has the second edition, but we'd recommend getting the fourth just because of the amount of information they add with each new edition. They've also taken the information in the book and made it available on a smartphone phone app from a, with, through an app called Far Out Guides. It's free to download the guide, then you pay for the information on areas where you want to hike. There is a bundle for the entire Florida Trail for $40, and there are maps and information available all over the country, not just Florida. They just chose to use that app to publish their data through. The couple also, they're they're friends, not married, but the couple also publishes general Florida hiking guides to different sections on the state with loads and loads of details. They also update those editions, and it's obvious they put a lot of time and effort into doing their research and providing the best and most excellent information. One example is their book, 50 Hikes in Central Florida which now includes 200 hikes and information on nearby campgrounds and hotels. It's only 20 bucks with 347 pages of content and 51 maps. That one is available on Amazon and we'll include an an affiliate link to that in our episode notes. And using that links, uh, that link provides us with a small affiliate commission, which supports our podcast. I like the idea of having, we've done this when we've gone to cities, we've bought a book though. It's more convenient to carry your phone in your pocket. I like the idea of being able to look at something I mean, again, if you're in the middle of the forest and somehow you're not getting what you need signal, signal, Mm -hmm. I like the idea of having a book. Well, I don't like looking at my phone in the the bright sunlight either. We we both have iPhones. They're not great in the the sunlight. And there's a point about being doing something nice and not having your phone and take going old school and getting a book out and just reading the book. Well, that that time we were we were sort of lost in the dark. I did get my phone out and it had a can't. It had a compass on it. So, yeah, hey, we, we were got able back. To get our way out of there. Yeah, there's, take both, but focus on the book. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, hike near or on the beach, visitflorida.com has a nice list of beach hikes, which are usually state park hikes very close to the beach. That list includes six hikes around the state. The first one is University of West Florida Dunes Preserve near Pensacola Beach. It's a 3.7 mile hike and it's part of the Florida Trail. Little Talbot Island State Park near Jacksonville has a 3.8-mile loop hike that starts in a shady forest and ends with a walk near the beach. Anastasia Island near St. Augustine Beach is an 8-mile hike if you do it all. During low tide, you can walk on a hard-packed sand where pelicans and seagulls gather. Towards the end, you'll get a view of downtown St. Augustine. That sounds like a really good one. That does sound like a good one. That's That's one of our bucket list ones. That's one of our bucket list ones. In the Keys, Silver Palm Trail is in Bahia Honda Key. It's a short 0.6-mile loop through one of the largest stands of silver palms in the United States. K-12 
Capersperson Beach Park in Venice has a 3.8-mile hike of hard-packed tidal line. This park is popular for fossil collectors who want mega-sized shark's teeth. Blowing Rocks Preserve at Jupiter Island on the East Coast. We talked about this park on one of our, our state park episodes. It's a short hike uh, of one-third of a mile through shady tunnels of sea grapes to discover Anastasia limestone rock formations. So a short hike, but a fantastic view. Other hiking suggestions in the state include Big Oak Trail in North Florida, which is described as one of the most scenic heights in the hikes in the state. Much of the hike parallels the Suwannee and Withlacoochee Rivers. This can be either a 4.7 or 6.9 mile loop, depending on which section you hike. If you don't mind hiking on a paved trail, which isn't really hiking, but it certainly is a great walk, the Keys has the Florida Keys Overseas Overseas Heritage Trail. It's 90 miles of multi-use biking and hiking and will eventually become a 106-mile trail from Key Largo to Key West. And that includes 23 of the historic Flagler Railroad bridges, which offer some spectacular views. Well, it's not a hiking trail officially either, the concrete and paved 2.6-mile Tampa River Walk is a great place to take a, a nice walk. Like the name says, it's a nice biking and pedestrian trail in downtown Tampa along the Hillsborough River. It's quite popular, and there's a lot to see and do. You can go to the Tampa Bay History Museum, take a water taxi, go kayaking in the Hillsborough River, or eat at several good restaurants, including ending up at Armature Works at the North End, which is a fantastic upscale food hall that we enjoy going to. I could call that a hike. I would call that a hike. Sure. Let's call it a hike. Heather and I had a whole discussion before this episode of what is a hike and what's not, what's a walk. And the official definition, Heather, was what? A hike is when you're going off the beaten path through wilderness or through the forest. And it's generally not paved. But I think that we've done some really good hikes in Lettuce Lake Park, which has boardwalk around it. It looks overlooks the Hillsborough River, and we've seen the, we saw this massive alligator there. To oh, me, yeah, even one. though we are not necessarily on a rugged path the whole time, I think it consider I, I would consider it a hike. And we like to think that if you got in your car, went somewhere, parked, and pick a place to walk and deliberately walked it, whether it was paved or not, we, we consider that a hike. So it's kind of a semantics thing, really. But anytime you're seeing something nice and being outdoors, that we're calling that a hike. Okay. So Florida, of course, is famously flat for the most part, but there are a few hikes that have elevation changes. And if that's what you're looking for, alltrails.com lists two hikes in Florida that they consider hard. That's a category they have. The first one is Torreya Challenge, and that's in Torreya State Park. And the challenge is a 12 and a half mile loop near Bristol, Florida, and it's about 50 miles west of Tallahassee. There are actually two loops that are six miles each, so you can just do one loop if you're not up to 12, uh, all 12 miles. It has a 1,653 feet of elevation change, and it takes five hours and 18 minutes to complete, and dogs on leashes are welcome. The second is near St. Augustine from Moses Creek to Murat's Point, and it's 10.7 miles and has 127 feet of elevation change, and it's also a mountain bike trail. If you're doing either of those hikes, definitely read the reviews on alltrails.com, and several, several people recommend, as we said before, bug spray to keep from getting ticks. We've had a great time hiking in different places in the state. Some of our favorite spots have been Honeymoon Island State Park, which is, we've talked about that on other episodes. That's in Dunedin, basically on the coast. And there's uh, the beach there, but there's also a nice hiking trail north-south through the island, the typical pine trail through palm trees and all that. And that's a really nice walk. And you can be, you know, do that walk and then go to the beach and get the water to cool off. Some, Some great exercise there. And a lot of these aren't hiking boot type 
hikes. These are running tennis shoes, shoe, tennis, tennis shoe. shoes, something laced up pretty well. I wouldn't recommend doing it in sandals necessarily, closed toe, but they aren't hard. I mean, the hardest part of Honeymoon Island is getting a little sand in your shoes. If anything, you might get a little bit of a muddy spot in certain places, just depending on where you're walking. So Right, but you usually end up at the beach or it does have um, a lot of good hard pack on the beach itself, so you can kind of do make your own loop. Yeah, most of the trails in Florida are sandy and can be soft or, or hard pack, and that's just a nice surface to walk on. But you won't find a lot of rocks and roots typically. I'm sure there's some exceptions, but most of the, the hiking is pretty easy. That's why All Trails has listings of easy, medium, and hard, so you can pick a trail that's appropriate with the level of hike that you want to do. And a lot of people backpack the Florida trails or, or sections of it, just like the Appalachian Trail. People will take a section of that and day hike or overnight or spend a weekend um, in a particular section. We've also hiked in the Everglades uh, in the swamps at uh, Canaveral National Seashore in the winter. That's a terrific walk to do that because you really see the Everglades um, up close. There's an area near us we hiked the other day we found on uh, FloridaHikes.com. It's a it's a, a preserve area, and, and Florida has what's called water management districts, which is basically sort. It's a state agency where they have large pieces of property that are forced woodland preserves area that they maintain uh, just as a natural water and ecological buffer. So basically, you get a lot of preserve areas that are pretty rustic and pretty primitive, which are great to uh, hike in or mountain bike in in some cases. Uh, we've done Cypress Creek near us. We've hiked it and, and biked it. There's also some primitive RV and tent camping there, and there's a few people there. Also, a pro, pro tip, there's when campgrounds are filled up with electrical hookups, if you can rough camp or or boondock your RV, you can find some places in some of the preserves to, to camp in the, in the winter when it's a lot of places are normally full. We saw several people camping in RVs and tents and there were open spaces and it was on a weekend. So there's a tip. But if you see something called a water management district, like the area that we're in is the South Florida Water Management District, also known as Swift Mud, because that's what the abbreviation for it is. And there's water districts all over the state. So if you see that, that's a good sign. That means you're going to get into a really quiet, pretty, pristine, unspoiled, non-commercial campground kind of an experience and great places to hike. So that's what a water, water district is. Our bucket list of hiking spots include all the beach hikes we mentioned earlier, and we're planning to hike some of the Florida Trail and perhaps camp overnight. So this list goes on and on. I mean, thousands of trails and short. I mean, I like a three or four mile yeah, hike on a Sunday we're afternoon. We're kind of lightweight. Yeah, we're three mile, maybe four mile top. Some of you I know are seven to 10 and some of you hard, hardcore hikers. We're kind of beyond carrying a lot of weight on our back and backpacking, but we like the idea of doing a little primitive camping ourselves. Side note, we're planning on the, in the future doing some kayak camping. So we're going to kayak to some places and camp. So that'll be something that we'll have fun talking about Do a about little later. hiking there as well. Yeah, and hike as well. So we enjoy hiking and nothing, nothing's better than hiking in Florida in the wintertime. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope we've given you some good ideas about hiking in Florida. As always, details will be in the episode description. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Florida Travel Fanatics, and feel free to contact us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email at contact at floridatravelfanatics.com. You can also join our, our private Facebook group, and as we mentioned earlier, please consider joining our newsletter mailing list. All that will be in the episode notes as usual. Thanks for listening. Sunny days ahead. 